Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come. You blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you? When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, I say to you, and as much as you did it to the one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. As much as you did for the least, you did for me. Jesus is saying, look, those of you who say you're my sheep, that you follow me, my disciples, because that's what sheep do. They, they follow the shepherd. Those of you that say that you are my sheep, that you're following me, that you are my disciples. He says, this is a really clear sign. If that is who you are, you give food to hungry people. You give water to thirsty people. You take in strangers. You make them like family. You, you give clothes to naked people. You visit sick people in hospitals and nursing homes. You go to the prisons. You write prisoners. You pray for prisoners as if it were Jesus himself. That is a sign of a sheep following the shepherd with a capital S. Those are the signs of true disciples. The ones who are loving people and providing needs for people, practically taking care of people who have needs. He says, I was hungry. You gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me drink. So Jesus is saying, when you give food to hungry people, you are feeding me, the son of God. Man, one of the the most challenging things about Christianity is we feel like we can't see it and we can't touch it sometimes. You know, people just say, man, if I could just see Jesus, just one time, like I, I would give my whole life if I could just touch him. I just want to hug him. I just want to look at his face. And, and Jesus is telling us, you want to touch me? You want to hug me? You want to look me in the face? Go to that struggling person that everybody sees as the absolute least because I'm hidden in them. I'm hidden in those people. God hides the things that he loves. He puts the son of God in a womb of a woman hidden. He puts uh, the deliverer of an entire race, Moses, in a basket and puts it in the Nile River hidden. He puts Paul, this incredible author, incredible brain for the kingdom of God in prison. 
He hides things that he loves. And sometimes he hides himself. He, he hides himself in strangers on the corner. He hides himself in the homeless man under the bridge. He hides himself in the prisoner who's been locked up. He hides himself in the prostitute that nobody will talk to about the gospel because supposedly she's too dirty as if our sin wasn't as dirty as that sin. He hides himself in these places and in these people that are in the least, the category of the least. He says, whatever you did to the least of these, you did to me. So we ought to run at these opportunities to hug a homeless man, hug a homeless woman, because it's your opportunity to hug Christ. We ought to run at this opportunity to feed somebody who's hungry because I'm getting to feed Christ. Run at the opportunity to dig a well in Africa, dig a well in Guatemala, dig a well in these nations because I'm, I'm, I'm giving water to Jesus in the form of this starving, thirsty child. When I was in Africa, I can remember this moment that I was holding a little girl. And she had asked me for my water, so I gave her my water bottle. And she's just sitting there on my leg, and I'm holding her. And we're just singing these worship songs. I'm pretending to sing them. I don't know the language, so I'm just in there, na na you know. But I'm singing along, and I'm participating. And this girl's just sitting there, you know, on, on my leg with her arm around my neck. And we're singing together, and I just close my eyes, and... I just can remember that moment. It was burning hot. I'm sweating. There's no more water because the girl drank it all. And I'm just sitting there. My hair is in knots because these girls loved to braid my hair because I have beautiful Pocahontas hair. And so they love to braid my hair and my hair is in knots because, you know, all of them braiding it and different things happening. And, and I'm just sitting here in this moment. I'm exhausted and it's really hot and I'm thirsty. And But I loved the fact that this girl took my water and, and she drank it and she's sitting on me and we're just sweating and and, and I'm, I have my eyes closed and I'm just kind of swaying and humming this song and trying to sing the lyrics. And, and I realized that this hand was on my face. And I, you know, I just, I kind of opened my eyes like, what's going on? And this little girl had her hand on my face and she was, she was tracing the bone structure of my face, just real, real light. She touched my eyebrows, and she touched my cheekbone, and she touched my big old Assyrian nose, and, and she touched my, my mouth. And I looked at her eyes, and she was so full of adoration, just the purest love. And I heard the Lord say, it's me, Jade. It's me. And I'm telling you, I hugged on that girl. I, I sang over her. I prayed over her. I held her hand. I danced with her. I, I, I put everything into this little girl, everything I could give, everything that I had at that moment because it was Jesus. And I just had this moment where she just looked at me and I could see the love of God in her eyes as, as her hands touched my face. And I heard the Lord say, it's me, Jade. You know, we're, we're searching in all these places for Jesus and for God, and we're going into churches, and we're running into buildings, and we're going into conferences, and we're running to Bible study after Bible study after Bible study, and we forget that God is hidden in people. 
And I had this moment where I was able to hold Jesus in my arms because it was, it was somebody who was the least, this little girl who was poor, who lived in, in, the, in the dumpster. But it was Jesus because Jesus hides himself like a treasure. And that little girl was running around carrying Jesus for anybody who had eyes to see and ears to hear. So when Jesus says that he's in the least of these, he means it. And whatever you do for the least of these, what you do for your brother and your sister that's broken and hurting, you do for me. You go show up in the hospital room of somebody who's dying, you're showing up for Jesus. You go into somebody's house and you bring a meal to their house. Their family member just died or passed away and they're grieving and they can't even, their brains can't even function at that time because of grief to cook food and get their lives in order. So you go to their house and you clean their house and you do their laundry and you cook their food for them. You help take care of them. Jesus is saying, you're cleaning my house. You're sweeping my floors. You're doing my laundry. You're cooking food for me. You, you go to the nursing homes and, and you visit these, these uh, grandparents and these elderly saints that don't have their, their, their mind the way that they used to. And they say things that seem foolish and, and they, they think of memory after memory that is not a memory with you. And it could be awkward and it can be weird. But you go and you sit with these people who, who don't have their brain the way they used to and their bodies are, are breaking and falling apart. And you sit there and you treat them like your grandparents. Jesus says, you're, he said, you're sitting with me. You're loving on me. You're giving time to me because that person is seen as the least. We, we, we put them away in a room. We don't want to see them. We don't want to be around them. We don't want to go there. It's awkward. Sometimes it smells funny. It can be really weird. So we don't go that way. But Jesus says the problem is, is I am that way. So if you won't ever go that way, you don't see me. You won't encounter me. Whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. We have people in prison who are waiting, craving to know God loves them with a visit, with a letter, with a gift. And Jesus says, I'm hiding in that convict. I'm hiding in that murderer. I'm hiding in that thief. I'm hiding in that pedophile. I'm hiding in that, in that man. I'm hiding in that woman. And if you'd go and reach out to them, you're reaching out to me. You, you write that person in prison a letter, you've written Christ. You, you write that person who murdered somebody and is now serving that time behind bars, you're writing Christ. That may offend some people, but read the word. Go to those in prison because they're the least and you've come to me. Whatever you do for somebody who is in need, you have done it for Christ. You see your neighbors and they don't have nice shoes and their kids, they're trying to play sports and the shoes have holes in them and the soles are coming off and you go buy shoes for them. You take care of that kid's shoes and take care of his sports uh, equipment and the stuff that he needs. You just did it for Christ. You bought Christ a pair of shoes. 
You bought Christ, his sports equipment. Whatever you do for somebody who is in need, who is breaking down, Christ says you do it for him. And this is the lovely thing about that. He's, he's saying you don't do it to get a reward. You don't do it to get a picture and put it on Facebook so everybody can like it and say, oh, my God, you're so humble. Your mother Teresa is amazing. You don't do it so that the person can come back to you and say, thank you so much. Oh, my God, you're an angel. You're a saint. You're amazing. You're like, I know, I know, I know. No, you do it because it's Christ. That's why the Bible says everything you do, do as unto the Lord. Everything you do, do as unto God, not as unto man. Don't do it to please man. Do it to please God because God is hidden. Jesus is saying when you do these things for these people, you don't do it with some recognition in mind. You don't do it with a reward in mind. You don't do it with a a, a thank you in mind. And you don't do it for people to be grateful. You do it because it's Christ. It is your way to give Christ a gift. When you realize what Christ has done for you, when you realize the hell he brought your brain out of, When you realize the turmoil he brought your heart out of, you want to give him a gift. It's like, God, I I, I wish that I could give you something more than just these words and these tears where I just cry and thank you and love you and worship you. I wish I could bring presents to you and flowers to you and chocolates and gifts. And I wish that I could write you letters. And Jesus is saying in Matthew 25, 35, and 36, you can. You can write me letters. You can bring me chocolates. You can buy me dinner. You can buy me lunch. You can dance with me. You can hold me. You can look me in my eyes. You can tell me you love me. Just go to the least. You can love me practically. You can touch me practically. You can give to me practically. Just go to the least. Love the poor. Love the one who stinks. Who on your job is the person that gets on everybody's nerves? That's your best friend assignment. Who is the person on your job don't nobody want to go to lunch with, everybody tries to avoid? That's your assignment. That's your coffee date. That's your lunch partner. Ooh, that's what the kingdom looks like. When I was in Africa, they had this big saying that everybody learned through the course of our time there. Love looks like something. Love has a look. It's not just some feeling or some emotion. It looks like something. It looks like you taking the most annoying person at your job out for coffee and sitting with them and talking with them. It looks like you looking around on your job. Who in here does not have, who in here needs some financial help? Because I can see it. And you leave an anonymous card on their desk with money in it. That's what love looks like. Love looks like you getting up earlier in the morning because you know there's a group of homeless people that sit at a certain corner that beg during the day. And you're going to get to them early and drop off some donuts and some coffee or water, Gatorade. Love looks like something. And it's not just this thing of this is what Christians do, so we better do it. It's this thing of I want to touch Christ in this life. I want to see him. I want to know him. I want to be around him. I want to give to him. It's not impossible. 
Matthew 25, 35, and 36 shows us. You want to touch God? Go touch a stranger. Shake their hand. You know, one of the things that I do whenever I go and, and give um, homeless bags that, you know, just has food and some hygiene products or whatever and then a letter from God, when I hand it to them, I make sure I shake their hand or I give them a hug. Because I know when I look at that person, I see, number one, Christ, and I also see myself. I could, be, I could be homeless. I could be on the side of the road. I could have nowhere to stay. I'm as human as they are. I have the same bones, the same blood, the same skin, the same organs that they have. There is no difference between me and that homeless person. They're not dirtier, nastier, sicker than I am. They're as human as me, and they're going through it. And when I'm going through my pain and I'm going through my struggles and I'm having dark times and I'm having cold times, I want someone to come to me and wrap their arms around my neck. I want someone to come grab my hand, not act like I'm dirty and distant and weird. So something that the Lord has led me to do is to touch them. And it's not this sense of, of oh, I just want to be kind and I just want to uh, go above and beyond. No, I want to touch Jesus. I want to touch the Lord. So I reach my hand out. I grab their hand. I, I, I wrap my arms around them. And I'm just thinking like, man, I got Christ for like a couple seconds here. And I look them right in their eyes and I can just see God. There's, there's a powerful thing in understanding that Jesus sometimes hides his kingdom in the most unexpected places. It's a beautiful thing. So Jesus says, I say to you, and as much as you did it to the, to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Then let's go to verse 41. Then he will say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, I say to you, and as much as you did not do to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. These people on the left-hand side say, Lord, when did we ever see you in these conditions? If we had seen you, we would have come to you. We never saw you. We just saw the old lady who, who, who smelled bad, who had lost her mind and lost her teeth too. We, we only saw the drunk guy who was always out begging, acting a fool, lost in his own misery. When did we see you, Lord? We only saw murderers behind bars. We, we only saw rapists and criminals and thieves behind bars. We didn't see you. Lord, when did, we, when did we see you naked? We never saw you naked. 
We only saw you clothed in your white garments as the king of kings. Only ones we saw naked were the ones who had lost their minds, the demon possessed. That's who we saw naked. We never saw you in these conditions. You were never sick. God, the only ones we saw sick were the ones who who were off on the side that nobody really paid attention to, dying on their deathbeds. And some of them were sinners, and that's why they were sick. Some of them had lost their minds. That's why they were sick. Some made bad choices. That's why they were sick, Lord, but we never saw you. We didn't see you sick or, or naked or hungry or thirsty or homeless. We didn't see you naked. And Jesus says, yeah, you did. It was when you saw the least of these. When you saw that woman, when you saw that man, when you saw that murderer, when you saw that thief, when you saw that dying old man, that dying old lady, when you saw that homeless person who stunk and had been going through it, when you saw that orphan, when you saw that widow, when you saw that child that was hungry, you saw me, but you couldn't see me, and you didn't take care of me, and you didn't love me, and you didn't feed me, and you didn't give me anything to drink, and you didn't clothe me. You didn't help me. And because of that, you cannot come with me. This chapter is hard to read and hard to accept, and maybe that's why we don't hear it very often. We don't hear it preached, and we don't hear it talked about, and when we do, we change the meaning. And we say things like, Jesus didn't really mean this. What he meant was... Jesus wasn't really saying this. What he was actually saying was, no, let me tell you what Jesus was saying. If you don't take care of the least of the people in the world, you are not taking care of Christ's business. If you don't love them, you do not love Christ. That is what Jesus is saying. And when you love them and when you serve them and when you give to them, you are loving, you are serving, and you are giving to Christ. This is what Jesus is saying practical, simple. And if you go over to the book of James, you see over and over, your faith must must have works. Don't say you believe in Christ and then you see this poor man who doesn't have what he needs and walk away from him. In the book of James, he says just don't even do it. Don't, Don't call yourself a Christian and then walk right by somebody who has needs that you won't meet. You walk up to the person and you meet them and you say, oh, man, what do you need? Oh, well, I need groceries and my kids need shoes and we just need food and we need water and, and we need help on our house and we need somebody to watch the kids and we need, and you go, oh, okay, well, let me pray for you. Lord, right now, I just ask that you'd bring somebody into their life that would give to them and help them. And the Lord's thinking, I did bring somebody into their life. It's you. Don't pray that pointless prayer. Be the answer to that prayer. This scripture is so simple. This chapter is so simple. We make make things complicated. Jesus is saying, can you please go and love the unlovable? You're loving me. Can you give to the people that no one's given to because you're giving to me? Can you go out of your way for people that don't have For people that are struggling, this can be practically and in their soul. And can you give to them? Because you're giving to me. 
Verse 35, I was hungry, you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. And they said, Lord, when did we do this? And Jesus said, when you did it for somebody that everybody else looked, looked past. Nobody looked at him. Nobody saw him, but you did because you know that I hide my kingdom in small undetected places. So you found my kingdom in the insignificant. You found my kingdom in the hidden. You found my kingdom in the dark, ugly places. And then the Lord says, come, come get your reward. Because you did the kingdom like true disciples. My encouragement to you is go feed the Lord. Go give God something to drink. Go visit the Lord in the nursing home. Write God a letter in prison. Go sit down and tutor the Lord in math and in English with with your neighbor's kids who struggle. Go out and be Jesus seeing Jesus in everybody you meet.